Hello and welcome to Business Made Simple. I'm your host, Tim Mansour, and my co-host and wife, Crystal Mansour. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio here on Business Radio X. We want to welcome two guests today. Our first guest is Cherry Tolliver. Cherry is a real estate agent with Palmer House Properties, and Cherry has over 20 years uh, of being a realtor, so she is very experienced. She is part of our team and is such a huge help to us and probably the key piece of why we have been successful in flipping homes. Cherry is also very passionate about her clients and finding the perfect home for them. Our second guest is Aubrey Jackson. Aubrey is a former tennis pro that also was in business with us with Collins Hill Athletic Club. Now, Aubrey is his own business owner of Alliance Healthcare Systems. Uh, Aubrey has locations in Alpharetta and Calhoun, Georgia. He provides non-emergency transportation services to doctor's office, hospitals, to dialysis, and more. Uh, He also is uh, the leading service of mobility and home health care equipment. We're very excited about having both today, both of uh, our great business people. They're both great friends of mine, and and they worked worked with us for many years. Uh, Starting with Aubrey, how we met was kind of uh, a different different situation. And what it is is we had talked about this in our previous podcast, on how sometimes when you're in a business and you might not know everything about that business, you have got to find the right people to put in place. And I think that's why we've been successful because we have, in all the businesses, we found the right people. Uh, the story how we got we met is we were running, uh, we had fitness centers, four fitness centers, and had a tennis, I mean, a uh, equipment store, also a vitamin store. And we had a lot going on. And I remember one of the guys that worked with us at our fitness center in Lawrenceville, he came to me one day and said, Tim, I'd love to let you look at this fitness, I mean, this uh, tennis center that we, that I would like to buy. He said, uh, if you don't mind just going up there, looking at it with me and talking to me about it. So we decided to do it. It was only one mile away from our location. So we rode up together. He had actually been working with us in the fitness business. He was stringing rackets and doing some different stuff. So we went and looked at this facility and the outside was beautiful. It had uh, 16 tennis courts. I think it was 12 hard courts and four clay courts. It had a swimming pool, and it had a building that was beautiful. It was like five or 6,000 square feet, but nothing in the building. I mean, it was pretty much just empty with a little front office. And I remember it had a snack bar or a little, I guess you say a little snack bar in the back, and that's it. I mean, that's all it had. It was ran very uh, – I want to say this as nice as I can – homemade. I mean, it was just pretty <laughs> much where – if you come in, you might pay a little something and use the uh, tennis courts. They had already rented the swimming out to someone else. Uh, it was just it was just a, a place where a guy had bought it for his wife to run because she loved tennis, but it was not ran anything like a business. It didn't even have any uh, – asked for numbers. It had no books. It just was very homemade-type running. So anyway, he looked at it, came back. About two weeks later, I, I told him, I said, here's what I would do if I – you know, if I decided to buy something like this, I'd want to really make it more for the members. I'd want to fix the uh, inside up and maybe make a little workout room or make aerobics and fix a bar up and make a bar. I mean, make it where people could enjoy it and also taking the pool back where the members would be able to use it. So make it more of a membership club. So I gave him all these ideas. About two weeks later, he came back and said, look, the bank's just not going to let me 
do it. I appreciate your time and all. And I guess <laughs> I got a little interested in it myself, not knowing much about tennis. Even though I played it, I didn't know anything about the business of it. But I asked him, I said, do you mind if I go back and look at it for myself, which I did. So I went back up, and I loved the layout. But, again, it was just very um, – I'd say empty. It was very quiet. It was very cold. But I could see what it could be. So anyway, the guy was asking more than uh, it was worth. And I made an offer to him, and he kind of told me I was crazy, and that was it. And we walked away, and it was over with. About a month later, I get a call. I'm at the corporate office at Fitness International. And somehow I get on the phone with someone, and they said, is this offer still good? I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't even know who it was. I'm like, well, what kind of offer are you talking about? Or who is this? And long story short, he told me. I'm the one that owned the uh, tennis center. So I said, yes, the offer's good. And uh, long story short, we ended up buying the, facil- the facility. Now, here was the problem. I played tennis, but I had no idea really how to run a tennis facility. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know there was what they call an academy or anything else. So what I did is what I always do. I looked for the best person I could find that would help you know, teach me this tennis business. And everybody in Atlanta knew what we call the guru of tennis was Aubrey Jackson. And I remember going to see Aubrey, and he was at a place called Four Seasons. And I went to meet with him. And mainly what I was going to say is, Aubrey, you know, four or $500, if you would just sit down with me and explain to me a little bit about the business of, of tennis. I didn't want to go in and make stupid mistakes. And, again, Aubrey knows more about tennis than I'll ever know and ever, you know, plan to know. But – we went and we sat down and, and we were talking and Aubrey said to me, which shocked me, he said, you know, Tim, he said, I'm, I'm really thinking about getting out of the business. And I was like, gosh, I couldn't believe it. And at that point, all I could see is bells going off thinking, gosh, if I could talk this guy into coming to work with me, uh, it would be great. And we talked and we talked for a while. And finally, Aubrey decided, he said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that move with you. And we went to what was called Collins Hill Athletic Club. For 12 years, we ran that facility and Aubrey led the led the run i mean he told me things that i would have never it, it would have taken me months or years to learn and it helped me in so many ways to have him there because he's been through it and i guess if there's anything i can tell you out there is if you start a business if you don't know it inside and out at least find the right people you put the right people in place and again i always say if you're the smartest person in the room, you're you're in the wrong room. You need to have people around you that know knows what's going on. We ran it for 12 years, very successful, and there was a lot of reasons it was successful. We went in, we had a fitness center in it, we had aerobics in it, we had we took the pool over, we had a, put a deck on the outside, we put a bar in it. We did a lot of different things inside that business, and that's so important to people because sometimes you get in a business and you just you stay in that little box. You don't ever come out of the box. Uh, I'll give you a prime example. I remember owning some tanning facilities years ago, and during the summer it was great, but in the winter it was dead. So what we decided is to put some clothing line in it. And one time we did some candles in one. We did different things to try to get people in that normally wouldn't come in. And I always tell people this is kind of funny, but as I go into any business, I think about it as would my son come in would uh, his mother come in, let's say, or would my grand, my, his grandmother come in? And, and, and you try to find a way to bring people in different reasons. And uh, don't just look at one way if you can make it happen. Another thing we did, and I'll let Crystal say a little bit about this, was we did the outdoor, I mean, the outside activities and the activities that when the club was closed. Well, I to go back 
what you were saying, Tim, about when you sat down with Aubrey and you kind of, you know, chatted with him about what you wanted to do and you needed his expertise. I think that there was such an immediate connection between the two of you. It was actually pretty special, Aubrey. I mean, I know that coming into that, you had to be very comfortable and kind of not really knowing Tim and his personality and how he runs business. I mean, I think it was just such a special connection from the very beginning. So I think as we went forward, um, or as you went forward and, and kind of, you know, building the business and we changed the name and we did so much it it's it was great to have that special connection because it made everybody work hard at what their piece of the puzzle in making it successful uh, so I think that was super special that you know the connection was just so great as it was in the beginning because it lasted through the history of of when the club was running I mean all the way till sale but uh, in saying that Aubrey I know we I was one of my offices was up there with you we worked so hard at so many different things I know like Tim said you were the tennis group guru and you just knew everything about tennis and the programs and kind of the crunch and lunch that we would do on Fridays which was some of the activities that we did for tennis it really that was your forte that was just such your expertise and in adding to that we added events um, which kind of was a little bit of my expertise I probably got catering experience for probably 25 30 years so I loved that part so the event planning was right at my alley so I know kind of how we pieced everything together was just such a special thing because with the events that you planned with the tennis and then of course that I brought in with you know small things like blood drives we did so much that kind of made it happen and made it special not only for our members but for the public and that community it was huge but we did rehearsal dinners we did reunions we did a lot of after school activities we did special pops up at the collins hill Uh, so it was really super special and kind of how everybody kind of brought their piece and of the puzzle and their forte to make it just super special and like fitness those members were family it was great and that's what's important. Again, we're talking about business. And what's important in business, finding the right people to put in place and always looking outside the box, making sure that you're not just focused on one thing. And listen to different people. I mean, it doesn't matter that they might not even be part of your business, but some people will have ideas that you never thought about. But over just for a second, talking about tennis, and we're going to get to your, your main business now, but I guess the question I have is how did you get started in tennis? What made you start tennis, I guess? Well, as a kid, my mom – you know, taught us tennis growing up, you know, we got out and played and and it was fun, but, you know, I was an athlete, football, basketball, you know, tennis was just, we we didn't do that. So, but I just, I enjoyed it. It was fun. And then in college I played and um, started out teaching a few kids in in neighborhoods and I actually enjoyed it. And then I said, you know, I think I want to teach and I want to give this a shot. So I got my certification and started teaching and I never looked back because I like helping people. I like being around people and um, I like I just I like outdoors. And for me, I was going to school to be an engineer at Southern Tech. And I was like, that's not me. I I don't want to do this. So I started teaching tennis and um, led me to a lot of great opportunities to meet you and um, you know what we did at Collins Hill that was awesome you know and and what I liked about what we did there was the fact that you were a strong businessman you know you really understood business you knew what you wanted you know you were going to make the changes you needed to make to make the business successful and I think that's what all businesses should do you know you have to re 
invent yourself, make the changes you need to make to make the business successful, you know, and just putting the right people in place. So that was, that was uh, fun, you know. That's, that's what yeah. it's all about. And what's, what's amazing, you were in tennis for how long, Aubrey, would you say? I'd say probably about 28, 28 years teaching tennis. Right. And, and so for me, you know, why I enjoyed it, but I knew I had an exit plan. I had an exit plan. And, th- and that's what we're here today to talk about. Right. This is what a lot of people that are in business are doing something now that maybe not, you know, they might love or might not love, but it's time for a change. And this was a major change for you, and that's what I want to talk about now, your new business. Mm-hmm. I guess um, how did that get started? Where did that come from? Because you're a tennis pro, and you were great at it, Aubrey. And I'm saying this, for no, I mean, everybody in Atlanta knows Aubrey Jackson. I mean, there's no question. But what made you or how did you change from where you're at from tennis to where you went to now? Okay, so um, like I said, I had an exit plan. And I remember when I was teaching at uh, Briscoe Park, one of the top tennis pros at the time, just awesome. Like I said, everyone knew him in the city, had developed professional players. I'll never forget seeing him. I was starting out new, and I'm, I was seeing him on the court at, you know, 70 years old, struggling. And I just said, that's not going to be me. You know, I, at 55, I'm out. I, I, that, that was my, my age. I said, I'm done. So I started working on it, you know, and I set up uh, my contracting for the government. You know, I'm a veteran. So I started working on that, getting all my certifications, uh, just going to all the workshops, you know, everywhere I could go to to just get set up to start doing government contracting and uh, got all my certifications. At the time, I was still in, had my tennis academy still running that. And, uh, And then I was like, well, I need to be in a business that I know that it's a need and I don't want to get into anything that's not going to work. So I said, let me look at the healthcare industry. And uh, I had uh, one guy who was in the business, I talked to him about it. He was like a mentor to me, kind of brought me in and said, hey, do this, do this, you know, just gave me different options to take. And uh, that's that's how I started. But it was, it was one of those things where I knew this is the route I wanted to take, and uh, took me about three years to get started, get all my certifications, yeah, and then um, I knew I was at a point where I was doing both, doing the healthcare and the tennis, and then when I was at a point where I knew it was time to stop tennis, I the business was ready to for me to go full time. I started out full time and. It's been great. That, that's what it's all about. And the name of the business, again? is Alliance Healthcare Systems. That is terrific. And, and it's just out there, so people that are listening, this, this guy, which was great at what he was doing, I mean, the tennis was unreal, he made a major change at the age of 55. And a lot of times I hear people say, oh, I'm too old to do this or I'm too old to do that. You're never too old. And what we always say on our podcast is never look in that mirror and say, I wish I would have. And, and uh, Aubrey made some great steps. Uh, and uh, we'll give you more information about him and if you want to get in touch with him about anything, even if you want to call him. Aubrey's the type of person, if you say, well, gosh, I want to be a tennis pro. I want to do. I want to get into the business he's in. He's the type of person that will talk to you and mentor you and tell you how to do it so that you don't make the mistakes that maybe he made or we made as we, we, do, you know, we step into things like that. Well, Aubrey, I know with starting your own business, you basically started it from ground zero. Uh, so what was your startup cost? Startup cost was probably about two hundred thousand to to get started, and um, 
you know, we had to invest in uh, vehicles, equipment, supplies. Like I said, all of our vehicles have the lifts so we can take people who are wheelchairs and stretchers. So, you know, we were having 11 vehicles and, you know, we had to buy, purchase all those oh, wow. uh, office uniforms. So it was about 200000 to to get started. And, um, and a lot of that just came from just me and, you know, my own personal and, you know, getting some loans and uh, using, you know, credit to, to get started. Well, I think you wake up in the morning with your feet hitting the ground running, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You do. Well, yeah. you're such a people person, so that's really great that you've been successful because I know you have a very successful wife as well. So you're definitely a little power couple over there. Yeah, and, and, and for her, she's, she's my backbone, so to have her there – it's, it's good to have a team and support people to back you up when you're getting into business, you know, because like I said, it's not easy. Most people think, oh, man, you, you're, you're in business, you run your own business. It's a lot of work because you have to do everything. You know, everything is on you. It, it you is. Know, yeah, lots of hard work. And it it's is. good to have a support team. Well, congratulations yeah. on that success. Yeah, thank you. Do, you. you do whatever it takes to get the job done. That's right. That's what it's all about. And it's great to have someone that is behind you to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Lisa, we know very well, and she is a unbelievable business oh, person she's herself amazing. she's Bless. amazing yeah, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk a little bit to uh cherry now this we have people that email us and talk to us all the time about flipping homes and we've been doing it seven or eight years and a lot of them will ask me why do you have a realtor i mean wh- why don't you save that money and i, I want to say this first of all is that Cherry pays us back 10 times over. I mean, she I don't have the patience, number one, to look up everything, to go over, <laughs> to look at the contracts perfect and everything else. Actually, she sends me a contract, and I don't read it. I hate to say that because I know she looks at every little bit of it. Now, I would not do that in any other business, but with her, I trust everything that she, she does. But it's not just selling the house, buying the house. It's finding the house. Actually, after this podcast, we're going somewhere to look at a house to hope we can buy She's already given me the comps on it, what it should sell for. And I always say in this business, you should know what you're going to buy it for, what you're going to sell it for, and what you're going to put into it. And we can do that with the right person, uh, you know, helping us out. Um, And Jerry gives us a lot of information. So I'm not saying you have to have a realtor. I wouldn't do it without one. And another thing that I want to say that I don't know a lot of people know that Jerry was um, nominated as the greatest realtor in the united states and uh, that's yep. right yep, she sure was and I, I don't know how many people know that and, and uh crystal and i were the, awards for that yeah, she Chris, has. crystal and i were the only two that voted for that and she has done a terrific <laughs> so it's a hundred percent so she got it a hundred percent so i'm just telling you i'm not sure that you if you do need a realtor if you want the best you can always get in touch with her but uh jerry just a minute talking to you about some things that's real important I guess everybody seems like they have a realtor, they know somebody, this cousin, that cousin, everybody wants to get into realtor, you know, and, and, and it's just not as easy as they think. Number one, before you do anything, taking the test, how tough was that? I mean, I hear so many people that don't even make it the first time or two or three. How, how tough was that? It's a really hard test, um, and you can learn all the material and then go in and fail the test because you have to learn how to take those particular tests and I always suggest that you know after you've learned the material to go and do one of these classes that teach you um, the way to actually take those tests and they grade you on they give you multiple tests they grade you on um, how you do and before you leave that class if you're not at a certain percentage they suggest you go back and take the class again 
Um, but it is hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. And what, and I guess the next question would be, what made you want to become a, a realtor? A friend of mine years and years ago, he was into pre-construction sales in Florida, in Tennessee, mountain properties. And he wanted me to get my license to kind of help out with that. And that was a time right before the economy crashed. So that just kind of went downhill. So I said, well, I'll just use my license in residential. And then I loved it. So I've just kind of stuck with it. And, it, and it's tough. There's no questions because a lot of things that people don't realize in this business, you work a lot of different hours. So I, I know there's going to be a lot of people wondering, gosh, I want to get into real, you know, being a realtor. Tell me, I know there's some positives, there's no questions, but also the negatives. So the positives and the negatives, how would you, you know, how would you say that? Because a lot of people don't realize the weekends you work and the nights and all that. But Well, the positives for me is that I really enjoy working with clients and it makes me feel good when I can take the stress out of their life to get these deals done with buyers and sellers. And I've developed a lot of good friendships through the years by doing this. But I just enjoy, and it kind of gets in your blood. And when, when it does, it's like you just want to do everything you can do to help people out. The negatives there is like you work a lot of long hours, nights and weekends, and sometimes you, you don't get a break. But you have to do that to make the sales and to make the money. Uh, especially in the market today, houses go up and they're under contract the next day. Well, if you're not available to show your client they've just lost that property, potentially lost that property because you weren't available to show them. So that it has its ups and downs, but the rewards are great if you just have to have the patience to get in there and work it. Now, do you feel that if you are um, a realtor, can you do it part-time or do you feel like you have to be full-time? A lot of people start out part-time, but if you do want to be a real estate agent and you want to continue your career and develop yourself into real estate, I would suggest going with a brokerage company that maybe has some teams that you could get on so you have those mentors throughout and if you're not available you have a team member that can go and show and do for you Um, but it is a full-time career and if you really want to make it you really need to be a full-time agent. Well you've become very successful just with the networking that you do with your personality you're very warm and fuzzy Um, all your clients usually when they've used you to buy a house they're repeat customers if they're selling that house they always come back to you so that is great but my question is how did you find the broker or the agency that you're with now well the agency I'm with now um, the broker that's there I was with with another brokerage years ago and she was with that brokerage and when I decided to leave the last brokerage I was with I looked her up to see where she was at because I really liked her and she was very knowledgeable and was always very helpful to me so she was at Palmer House Properties and that's why I went to Palmer House Properties and I love it there. That networking that you do you're good at that's great. Uh, any, I guess the last question I'd have is what if someone said I want to get into being a realtor what suggestions would you say the things I know that you know as we went into things I've made so many different mistakes what could you do say if you had somebody just walk up you and say what's the best thing I could do to be a realtor I would say call different agents and talk to them and see how they got into it what the positives and negatives are how long it took them to actually get a first paycheck because sometimes you really need a good six months 
cushion of money to survive to make your first paycheck because it doesn't just come easy you've got um, to go out there and work referrals and so sometimes it takes a long time but I would just suggest that talk to different brokers to see what their um, you know benefits are and talk to agents because most agents are going to tell you the good, bad, and the ugly about it. Right. As you're talking about the financial part of becoming a real estate agent, past the testing, you know, um, what is your what was your startup cost? Well, um, I counted, you know, my books and my classes that I took to pre-license to get my license. And then afterwards, you know, your cost of um, getting post-license. And then you have your cards and your... Uh, advertisement. So I'd say anywhere from between two to five thousand dollars, depending on how much you want to get into it. Okay, that's great. Well, um, kind of as you um, talk about, you know, being a real estate agent and the brokerage that you are with now in the agency. Um, why don't you give our listeners um, information on how they can contact you? You can contact me at seven seven zero four eight zero nine four eight three. I'm with Palmer House Properties. And my email address is cherrytolliver at gmail.com. And Aubrey, give your information about your business uh, so people can contact you as well. Okay, you can reach us at uh, alliancehealthcaresystems.com. That's uh, our website. And you can also reach me at Aubrey at alliancehealthcaresystems.com. And my phone number is 404-427-3457. Uh, and also, I want to say, going back to Cherry for a second, is when you do find that realtor, number one, you have to trust them. And, you, and that's, and I, I'm saying this in the nicest way I can, that's not easy to do. And the business they're in, a lot of people will show you a house and, and run you through it. And mainly they're looking at the bottom line, the sale. Find, uh, you know, Cherry actually does so many different things for us. I mean, I can pull a property up, riding down the road, give her the number. In 10 minutes, I get an answer back who owns the property or or, you know, if something's owed on the property or what it's worth, things like that. So, um, you know, if you want a great a, a great person to work with, definitely uh, get in touch with Cherry. But if not, you need to find somebody you can trust because that is tough to do in this business. But we love it, and it works for us. Again, you don't have to have a realtor, but if you don't, you better have a lot of time to do things that she does for us. Yeah, she, she brings back success to us tenfold on what we're a hundredfold on what we do and being able to be successful but today we were talking about business to business connections and that is why we wanted to have um, you both in today I hope you enjoyed the show but the business to business connections are also what makes us thrive Uh, the referrals you know networking Uh, we're of course part of the Gwinnett Business Chamber of commerce so we do go to those meetings and uh, cherry goes with us most of the time um and aubrey we would love for you to maybe visit with us as well but uh making those connections and that networking is how we feel that um you can meet new people you know get your business out there um ask for referrals and the chamber is always very very great at what they do and Albert, last thing here is it's two things. It's going to be for you because people are interested in tennis and in the health business. If uh, a young person, because we meet them all the time, wants to get into being a tennis pro, what would you suggest there? I would suggest that they meet with another pro, you know, get with someone who's in the business because they can help you and steer you in the right direction. And, you know, if you have the passion and you want to be a tennis pro, it's in Atlanta is a great place to start. 
So I would just yeah, get your certification and meet with the, someone that's already in the business that right. can help you. And the business you're in now, I know that's a big step. That's not like a small step. Would you do any? What What would you suggest there? I would say do your homework. Right. Do a lot of research because this is a business where you really have to know and understand. You know, I learned the hard way. I made some mistakes, you know, because I didn't quite understand it all. But I would recommend that you definitely do your research and find a mentor, someone that's in the business that can help you and guide you along the way. And that's so important. And, and I want everybody to hear this. No matter what business we're in, we're in here right now. We have four or five different people in here that have different businesses. And I'll hear this all the time. Oh, gosh, that guy is so lucky. or That lady's so lucky. And this and that. Every business has its ups and downs. It's just how you handle them. We're, again, we talk about what? Life. Life's the same way. There's nobody in this world that has a perfect life. There will always be ups and downs. And what I always tell people, it's not if it's going to be. It's how you handle that situation. And it's a lot easier to live in this world being positive than negative. God has given us all so many great things. I mean, on the way over here, Terry and I were talking about a friend that lost both his legs. And he's still going 24-7. And, and you can look in, and if you ever think and start feeling sorry for yourself, look at other people that really have it bad. So thank God for what we have. Thank God for our friends. We appreciate both of you being here today. Y'all both are great, Very much great so. people. Thank you. Yes, and great business people. We love both of you and thank the world of you. And I'm going to let Crystal take us out from here. We hope you enjoyed another episode of Business Made Simple. You can listen live here on Business Radio X or on your favorite podcast app. You can visit our website at www.mansour, that's M-A-N-S-O-U-R, international.com to catch up on all of our episodes. We look forward to talking to you again here on Business Made Simple. And until then... Watch Watch what what you you wish wish for. It It might might come come true. true.